over in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13, Jeremiah says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So first of all, we need to have what? If we're going to be true truth seekers, what are we going to we need to have? Faith, okay. Uh, something that I was looking for, but it was desire. We need to have a, a strong desire uh, for the word of God to continue to seek out and to be those truth seekers um, because far too often people want to open up God's word to prove their particular stand or their particular uh, belief rather than opening up uh, to, to want to know what God ultimately says. You know, I just wrote this down this morning, but I, I, I can't remember why I've got this over to the side, but I have James chapter 1 and verses 21 and 22 over here. Uh, ultimately, James points out here that, that you know, we need to be doers of the word as we seek these things out and, and desire the word, but we not only just take it in, but we actually uh, put it into our life as well. Uh, and we need to understand that there's also uh, a lot writing on this uh, because it's not just, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day, but it's what's going to happen for eternity. I mean, this is, there's a lot writing on this, and uh, I know I've heard Jim and others talk about it from the pulpit saying, you know, don't take my word on it. Search for it for yourself and find out for yourself. Um, which I appreciate that very much, you know, on, on him reminding us these, these things as well. Any, I know I've been up there talking a lot, but any thoughts or comments on, on desire? There's another aspect that I want to hit before we close off this section. But, Jeremy? All right. Well, and these things also follow into the aspect that I was wanting to hit next, which was diligence. You know, we need to have the desire to want to get into God's word and to learn from it the truth that will set us free but we also need the diligence to continue to carry it out I uh, got a few verses here that I want to look at first one's over in Acts chapter 17 Acts 17 verses 10 and 11 searching that word to continue to find out whether the things that the apostle Paul was teaching was true um so uh, we have that. Any thoughts or comments on that before we move on to the next verse? All right. Uh, next one is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21. All right. So just as the, um, the Bereans were doing, they need to prove all things and to hold fast uh, what is good, uh, I just thought of another passage, but I can't. I don't remember where it's at. But it uh, points to the fact and how that we need to continue to to uh, study and to continue to uh, present ourselves approved, uh, rightly dividing uh, the word of word of God. Um, once again, uh, as I was making mention earlier, just to or reemphasize this, 
that these convictions must be made on a, a personal uh, investigation of God's Word. It's something that we need to do ourselves, not something that, that uh, someone, someone stands up and, and tells you this is what it is, but we need to take it home and continue to, to hold fast um, to these things because this is where renewing our source of authority is truly going to come from is to go home and to continue in the study in this. Now, I know this is nothing new to, to you guys, but just a thought on this as far as our renewing our spiritual life, we also need to make sure that we renew it from the proper authority. Any thoughts or comments on, the, on this particular lesson, whether it was from last week or, or what we've talked about this morning? Well, in the time that we have left, we are going to uh, talk about a different thought as far as renewing. We're going to talk about renewing the concept of happiness. Um, and, you know, when I, when I first read this, I thought it was kind of interesting, and, and, and I went through it and was going through the, uh, what the book was talking about this, and I was like, you know, this is, this is very accurate. You know, and it's something that we all probably should be reminded of. I know I, I could probably use the, the reminder of it myself. But I like the way that they, they uh, started the whole thing off. Because in the book, it, it makes reference to the Declaration of Independence. Where Thomas Jefferson, I don't have this memorized, so I'm going to have to read this. He wrote that all humans are endowed with certain inalienabilities, inalienable <laughs> rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All right. So all humans have the ability, basically, to be happy. It's not a guarantee. It's not something that we're going to be able to, to have without work, I guess you can say, without some kind of, a, uh, of an effort here. And we're going to find out uh, what the secret to happiness might be here in a little bit. But here we are some 200 years later after this was written, and people are still searching for that happiness. How are so few people genuinely happy? Uh, why, uh, why are so few, few people, why are people pretty much not happy? Uh, in the wrong things? All right, they're not content in what they have. Exactly. Exactly, and it's funny you point that out because that was one of the first things I thought of when I started going through this lesson. I was like, you know, Frank's lesson just, you know, I mean, it's, he's going over it in more detail than what I'm going to be doing today, but exactly. Because in the book of Ecclesiastes, you've got uh, Solomon <coughs> talking about all these things that he had done under the sun and how that it is all vanity. Um, but he gets into some other things there. Uh, but I'm not going to steal Frank's thunder and all that either. So I'll leave it up to him. But, uh, but absolutely, you know, we have, you know, a lot of people are looking at, at for things in, or for happiness in the wrong places. And uh, we'll talk some more about that at the end of this lesson. 
the secret to happiness. All right. As the Israelites were on the verge of entering the new land, as they were standing there about to go and take over this new land with, uh, with a fresh start and a new beginning, uh, we find that Moses wanted them to be happy. So just before he died, he shared with them uh, some of the secrets to happiness, to lasting happiness. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 20, let's see what, what he points out here. What's he saying the secret to happiness is? All right, we've got to follow God. Uh, happiness is only possible when we stay in fellowship with the Lord. Uh, as we we're going to see in a little bit that um, <clears throat> when we don't stay in fellowship, when we don't obey, that there's things that go along with that as well. But yes, in order for us to, to be truly happy, we need to stay in fellowship with the Lord. <clears throat> Any thoughts or comments on this so far? All right. Let's flip back a few chapters to chapter 28. In chapter 28, in the first two verses, we're going to find something a little different. Uh, well, not really a little different, but it's, it's more so in the aspect of how happiness would come along when we do uh, stay in fellowship with the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and the first two verses says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the, all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you, and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So how will, these, how will this happiness or these blessings come upon us? Overtake you. All right. Uh, as in a parallel here, over in Psalms chapter 23 and verse 6, we have... Uh, David writing here saying, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right. Where it says, Goodness and mercy shall follow me. The idea here with follow me is the thought that the 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 goodness and mercy the blessings, the happiness is going to come up behind me and overtake me, uh, as what it was saying in, in Deuteronomy there, as far as how it will come up and overtake you. Uh, not that you're chasing after that happiness is what a lot of people in the world do today because they, they look at something, they think, oh, man, that car is awesome. I'm going to go get that thing. That's going to make me happy. And they chase after it rather than happiness coming up and overtaking you. Uh, that's uh, the follow me from, from 23rd Psalm there is talking about how it, it comes up, not that it never catches up with you by following you, but it comes up and kind of overtakes you uh, from that. As we continue on when, in Deuteronomy chapter 28 here, the next few verses, verses 3 through 6, uh, shows us, at least for the Israelites, how that he will uh, 
uh, overtake, him, overtake them or accompany them um, in their, uh, with them continually following him. If somebody wants to read that for me, I, I'd appreciate it. Chapter, or chapter 28, verses 3 through 6. What's, what's he saying here? I mean, ultimately, he's saying, no, no matter if you want to be a city boy or a country boy, what? You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed in, in everything that you do, ultimately, is what we, we're finding out here. I mean, he points out several different aspects here. But ultimately, you'll be blessed in all that you do. And as we continue this thought process, Jesus once again backs up these words over in Matthew chapter 6. And we're not going to read all these. But in the verses 24 all the way down to 34, 24 is part of it. Well, 24 basically shows us you can't serve two masters, uh, that you'll either love the one or hate the other or, or be loyal to one and despise the other. But 25 all the way down through 34, Jesus also points out how that that in everything that that we do, we shouldn't have to worry about it because God's going to provide it. He's going to provide all the necessities of life. It might not be that new car that you're wanting, that you're chasing after or what have you, but he's going to provide everything that we need. Absolutely. And for those of you that might not have been able to hear it, Glenn, but anyhow, he had made reference to how that, you know, we all have choices whether or not, or whether it be uh, that we look at things as on the positive or the negative, ultimately. You know, you've got many different aspects that you can look at. You know, when things happen to you, you can look at it on the positive or you can look at it on the negative. But we all have a choice of how we look at things, and, and it's our mindset and the, the way of life uh, that's going to determine you know, these things, and, and, and especially in, in how happy we might consider ourselves. Absolutely. Hat, glass half empty or half full. Um, now we flip over to Ephesians chapter 1 in verse 3. We find that not only does God bless us with several things physically, but he's also going to bless us or has already put it out there for us, being able to bless us spiritually as well. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. All right, so not only has God blessed us with these physical things, but he's also blessed us with everything that we need spiritually as well. If we just stay uh, in fellowship with him. Any thoughts or comments on this? Thank you. (laughs) And I appreciate the question too because it kind of takes me to where I was wanting to be. I I didn't really want to get into the next spot without the time that we had. Um, So we'll finish this up and talk about some of the talk more about some of the things uh, or the reasons why people I appreciate your comments and attention